From the banks of Dewey Lake, it's the Dewey Pod Monster. Alright, welcome back. My name is John and this is the Dewey Pod Monster Podcast. This is your weekly podcast about ninjas. And with me this week is the host of the Dewey Pod Monster Podcast and his name is Sean. Sean, how are you doing today? I got a question for you, John. We're coming to the end of Ninja November. What is your ninja name? Have you figured out your ninja name yet? Um, yes. All right. Moving right along. <laughs> Care to share it with uh, with the rest of us? Uh, I'm going to say edible THC. Can you wait till I'm not taking a, a drink to say that? You asked. So, I mean, that's been a theme for the month because, well, the first two of these movies needed some assistance, even though I think I was more confused from that. And the second two... They didn't need the assistance so much, but they weren't hurt by it. So. <laughs> All right. No. It, what is your ninja name for Ninja November? I don't know. Pissing down leg or something. I'm not really quite sure <laughs> what it would be, but that's fair. It's more accurate for the beer, I guess. We'll, we'll so, take it. <laughs> yeah. What have you been watching this week? What have you been up to? What have you been consuming? I want to switch it up. I want to hear what you've been consuming, what you've been watching. You, why don't you start off? Why don't you tell us? We never get I've let actually, you talk first. So you talk first. Yeah. You tell us. You know, ladies are supposed to go first. Oh, That's why shit. I don't usually talk first. Damn, so. burn. Take me to the burn yeah. unit. Where's the hospital? <laughs> what did I watch this week? So I haven't watched a ton. It's only been a couple days since we talked last. Most of this week, I've kind of been in a shit mood half the week. So I've been kind of digging into a lot of more music than I have been, um, than, than I have been like movies and stuff. Um, I got deep on like b-sides from old nofx albums which is fine i've been listening to the new slackers single a lot that it's only two songs slackers are a ska band from new york i want to say and they do a lot more mellow ska but this new single is too like heavy dub influence ska songs and they just sound really good and i can play them at work so i've been playing them a lot co-workers are probably annoyed with me and then still diving into the Codependence album pretty heavily, which we talked about that ad nauseum. The only movie I watched this week, though, I, like I said, kind of needed a pick-me-up. So yesterday I watched Pool Party Massacre, which is available on Tubi and probably other places. It's exactly what it sounds like. It is a movie about a pool party with several attractive women, and someone is making sure they're no longer attractive. It's very much so like in the spirit of a B movie. It's got all practical effects, and I don't think that they had a, the money for a computer to do computer effects, which is great. <laughs> or a computer. Yeah, I'm sure they edited it on something. It's one of those movies you watch and you're like, I appreciate that this isn't all that great because it's making it more fun. It's kind of, it, it's funny, especially at the end, is pretty humorous. It's colorful and when you throw a bunch of like attractive women in a pool party, that's not really something to complain about, say the least. Well, and sometimes that makes it more fun. Right. You know, you you realize when you see how low budget something is, you can sometimes realize how much fun it's supposed to be. You know, these movies are supposed to be about having fun. And yeah, and that's exactly what this movie is. And that one is I want to say that the guy who directed it is Drew Maverick. I want to pull it up now so I don't misquote it. Sorry, Drew Marvick is the director he's also in the movie but if you watched uh murder size which i've talked about quite a bit he's in that movie he's in a couple of the amp movies so he's uh 
one of those dudes that you look at on camera and he looks like a real gnarly guy. He's got the big biker beard and tattoos and stuff, but you kind of get the impression based off every character that he's played in these movies that he's just a fucking goofball. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Kind of hope it is, but it's a good add to this kind of movie because, you know, it's got people getting, well, murdered and finds a way to make it goofy and silly. Yeah. What's more fun than getting murdered? You know, <laughs> you know, some days I don't know. But yeah, that's pretty much all I really watched this week. Like I said, we've uh, it's only been a couple of days since we talked last. I haven't had a whole lot of time to watch stuff. And yeah, sometimes you just kind of got to take a break from staring at a TV and pop on headphones and listen to some music or whatever you want to do. So you? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that Helmet has a new single out and I haven't didn't get a chance to listen to oh. it. It just popped up this morning on Apple Music. You know, you get pop ups on your phone or notifications yeah. or whatever. I haven't listened to that. I really haven't listened to anything really worth note, but. For me, I just I been... didn't know they were still recording. I knew they popped up on tours here and there, but I didn't know that Helmet was still a recording band. They must be doing something for a tour. They must be releasing something like an album or an EP or something for a tour to kind of support that. I saw them a couple years ago. They're still really good live. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't say I saw them open for the Melvins and Tomahawk or something like that a few years back. I don't know if you're familiar with those bands or not. I know the Melvins. Yeah, so the Melvins were the headliner and they're they're the Melvins. They're, they're pretty good. Tomahawk is one of Mike Patton's like 400 bands that he's in. And they're, I'm, I'm a very big Mike Patton fan just because his, when it's rare that you can find a guy with that kind of vocal talent that actually pays off on it and can do it in so many like random, like crazy different ways. I mean, this guy does everything from opera to straight up, like just screaming for like an entire album. So it's, it's cool to see his range. Tomahawk is, they came around at a time between like faith no more albums i love faith no more they're one of those weird like super 90s sounding bands but like in a good way so tomahawk kind of hit like scratch that itch for me really well and yeah helmet open forum which again very 90s sounding band in a lot of ways they have a definite 90s kind of metal i don't know not really metal but sludgy rock or whatever i don't know exactly what you would call that is that weird like probably 15 year period between like 1988 to like 1990 or 2003 ish where everything was just alternative. Yeah, right. Exactly. I was hated. Like, I was metal. Maybe hmm. that's okay. a good just alternative. What the fuck is that? It's alternative. Right. Anyway. So for a pick me up on a contrast to what you were talking about right before we started, I was watching a movie called Testament. It was from 1983. And for some reason I get kicks from watching early eighties dramas about nuclear Holocaust. Like threads, like the day after. I don't know what it is. Something just kind of, I want to watch these things. This one I had never heard of. It came up in some random article about some new movie that was coming out, which I cannot remember the name for the life of me. But this one has uh, William Devane, which I don't know if you know William Devane. Kevin Costner, probably heard of him. Rebecca De Mornay. Lucas Haas is in the movie as a real small kid. He's probably, I don't know, maybe five max in the movie. And it's about 47. Yeah. So for you, about a 47 year old, it has uh, it's basically about this family that lives in San Francisco and or outside of San Francisco. And William Devane is the dad. He goes off to work one day and in the middle of the day before he's on his way home, you just see like the, the they're watching TV at home and the news or the show they're watching is interrupted by the news. And they say they lost the New York feed and this bright light flashes on the screen. And that's the extent. No big special effects, no decay porn or whatever you want to call it. Like nothing, 
nothing like really that bad in the way that it looks, but slowly, spoilers for this, what, 40-year-old movie, the everybody, every member of this family and like people in the neighborhood and everything start dying off from this radiation or whatever. They don't really even cover it. It's just when someone dies, they'll show this kind of eight millimeter flickering film to show the person as they were. And then they're like wrapped in a sheet and getting buried or something. So it's uh, it was really interesting. Those movies really put it in, things into perspective, you know, but at the same time, those the 80s time period was such a Cold War, like nuclear war. I don't know. People had tunnel vision on nuclear war. Headspace. Yeah. Everybody just kind of thought nuclear war is always around the corner. I don't know about you, but we did like not necessarily duck and cover, but we did drills where we'd get under the desks and put your head between your knees and all that stuff. We had a fallout shelter in the basement of my school, my elementary school. Oh, wow. Yeah. We didn't have anything like that. Mm, Fancy. I live by the airport. You would think you would want to have a fallout shelter in case an airplane like crashed on your school. No, nothing. Do you remember when there used to be a, this total local talk here, so sorry for anyone who's not in the (laughs) Detroit, Michigan area. Radio for two. Yeah. Do you remember when there used to be a Ford plant near Livonia? Yeah. Yes. We were, it was like, I want to say Middle Belt and Plymouth, something like that. Yeah, something like that. We were about two miles from that, so that's probably why. The whole Richie, Richie Rich over here. No, I don't think it was that. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't get a lot of chance to watch anything that I watched the regulars, you know, Amazing Race, Special Forces, all that kind of crap that you'd normally watch. I'm sure I watched something else. I watched a lot of five second or not five second, but 30 second reels on Netflix as you pause on the show, like we talked about last week. So I really enjoyed your um, 42nd Street guy rant about wanting to win the Powerball and buy like a porn. Yeah, um, fund a big porn convention. Yeah. Right. I thought that was pretty good. So. Yeah. I sent just for everybody listening. I sent John a uh, video a link to the video for 42nd Street Pete. And he talks about, amongst other things, about this thing. If you were to win the Powerball, he would fund this, the, the world's biggest triple X convention. And he would have everything where all the classic people would come in and they would sign things for free. And you get your picture taken for free with them because he'd pay them well, because it was like a billion dollar jackpot. He bitches about celebrities charging for autographs for about three minutes of this 10 minute video it's right he's funny. like i never so, did that i'd never do that i don't know how much of a celebrity you are but okay that's cool like i appreciate <laughs> that it's very great right. very gracious of you i'm sure someone recognizes him but oh, it's sure. like you <laughs> you know it's not yeah i mean to go down the rabbit hole on 42nd street pete he says in that video that he was supposed to go to a convention this year and it got canceled and he's hmm. he's on rough times i know that he's trying to publish his own magazine about Grindhouse and stuff. And I guess Grindhouse has been the term Grindhouse has started to been started to be like co-opted by hardcore porn. I have not ever searched out Grindhouse pornography, but I don't and I don't know exactly what that is because I'm, you know, old, but I'm just kind of curious. I feel like that would not be something I'd want to watch. No, it's probably anything not. Like Grindhouse film that I'm familiar with, but I guess you don't know till you try it. So <laughs> he's just saying like all these magazines that he's putting out are under Grindhouse, whatever. I don't know exactly what the magazine's called. And he's just having a hard time selling it, getting publishers to print it. And it's like you think about places that do print on demand, like you would think they don't unless it's illegal, like underage pornography or something or sure anarchist cookbook kind of shit. They probably don't give a shit what they're printing as long as they get paid. That's what I would think. 
but he's very much like pushing this narrative of him not being able to publish his stuff because they don't want to do it because it's called Grindhouse, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, well, okay. So you, you kind of explained why they're not doing it, but I've heard, and this is true with like record pressing and shit like that from, again, from what I've heard that, that because there's so few people that are doing that now, like making actual print or actual pressing of records or physical media of any kind that for lack of better wording, the line to get into these places to have that type of media made, it's just so fucking long that unless you either pay out the nose for it or you're Britney Spears or something. Yeah, unless it's in demand, they're not going to they don't they're not going to give you any kind of they're not going to do you any favors. Yeah, right. You're just back of the fucking line. Yeah. And the other thing that he complains about, and again, radio for two. <laughs> half it, this episode. Right. <laughs> we're going to bump the episode up to radio for three by the halfway point. Yes, but, you know. at least. Maybe radio for four if we're lucky. He's pushing this thing like, I'm doing this YouTube channel for free. I mean, the guy's like, I think he said he's in his 70s, mid to late 70s. I would guess at least 60s. And he says, I'm doing this YouTube channel for free. I got 1,500 subscribers. You'd think somebody would buy one of these magazines. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, we talk about my YouTube channel at the end of these things. I My channel's, I don't know, 2,200, not a whole lot. I can barely get 100 people to watch one of my videos, let alone click a thumbs up or leave a comment. So when I was doing them on the regular. So I that doesn't surprise me that out of 1,500 people, you can't get one person to buy a $20 magazine or whatever it is that he's charging. Yeah. Just saying. But that's all I got. That's all you got? That's all I got. Okay. Yeah, I don't got anything else to add. So yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about a listener-suggested movie. It's actually a movie that has been suggested by several people, but we'll get into that more after the break. With the holidays right around the corner, you may be in need of some holiday party space. Batch Brewing Company, located in the Corktown neighborhood of Detroit, has space for parties of all sizes. From family-style meals to full-on catering, Batch Brewing Company has you covered. For details and pricing, contact Batch Brewing Company by emailing events at batchbrewingcompany.com. The movie this week is definitely not the sequel to the movie Ninja 3. This movie is its own thing. It is Three Ninjas. That wasn't planned out. I just realized that in the course of conversation. But we start each and every movie with a third-party review. And this week, we're starting this movie or starting this conversation with a third-party review from Scott over the You Run podcast. Scott is also the gentleman that most recently has requested this movie. I got to say, every time that we've asked you guys what ninja movies you like, love, or you know, have a guilty pleasure for, soft spot for... This movie's come up every time, so Scott's not the only person that's requested this, but he's getting credit and or blame for it because of it. So, thank you, Scott. This movie, Scott says in his review, thank you for covering the greatest ninja movie. Three Ninjas Define My Childhood, and Tum Tum is my movie soulmate. From the Dollar Tree Mr. Miyagi, through the wooden acting and ludicrous plot, the movie brings high kicks and nostalgic feelings that's like getting a hug from an old school pal. Also, the martial arts in this movie are actually top tier. This is a movie that is best enjoyed as the start of a three ninja movie marathon. They get so much cheesier and cheesier. Anyway, I hope that you love this and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. We're going to go ahead and say that Scott gave this three stars out of five. That sounds like somebody's writing a postcard to their to their kid or something like hope you enjoy San Francisco (laughs) or, you know, writing home with a postcard, whatever. 
All right, so on, on IMDb, we read the storyline, the plot, depending on which one's more interesting. To be perfectly honest, I, I didn't read these ahead of time, so I don't really have an opinion, but I'm going to read them both. Because the first one, the, the plot is very short. It says, each year, three brothers visit their grandfather for the summer. He's a skilled, he is highly skilled in ninjutsu, and for years, he has trained the boys in his technique. That's pretty short. So we're going to move on to the storyline. And it pretty much says the same thing. Each year, three brothers, Samuel, Jeffrey, and Michael Douglas. I didn't know that the Michael was Michael Douglas, but okay. Visit their grandfather, Wait, Mori what? Tanaka. Yeah, the Michael Douglas. down guy? Yes. Defense <laughs> is the grandfather. Yes. Mori Tanaka. <laughs> For the summer, Mori is a highly skilled Morley. Jesus Christ. Mori is highly skilled in ninjutsu and for years he's trained the boys in his techniques. That's what the other thing said. After an organized crime ring proves to be too much for the FBI, it's time for the three ninja brothers. Using their martial artistry, they team up to battle the crime ring and outwit some very persistent kidnappers. And that storyline is provided by Anthony Perea, Perea, Hypersonic91 at yahoo.com. Thank you, Anthony. We actually do have responses to our question of the week, so I'm glad we're both off to reading things so well in this episode. (laughs) So I want to start on this movie. I want to say one thing that I really like about this movie is, and this is kind of a reoccurring theme on the show, is you don't see movies that are made like this anymore. This is very much so a movie that is a movie made for kids. It is... Not a movie, though, when I say that, like when you watch a movie, like uh, just pick your Disney movie now. I don't care which one. They all have these not necessarily like political undertones, but this like social commentary undertone, this big moral that's not like out front in the story or anything like that. This movie is a kid's movie about kids beating up dumb bad guys. That's what this movie is. And that's actually kind of refreshing to see for a kid's movie, because at some point. It's actually okay for kids to just be kids and not have to think about all the bullshit that we have to think about as adults. So I I agree with what you said. I want to get into my impressions of this movie or my pre-impressions. When this movie came out, it came out in 1992, I believe. So I would have been 15 years old. And when I... About the same age as Tum Tum. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And for me, I felt like it was a little bit after the whole Ninja Mania. Because all the movies that we've talked about so far for Ninja November have been basically mid-80s. Like, I think Jim Cotta was 85, 84, 85. And then we had the other two were right around the same time, all about 84, 85, 86. So, in my eyes, it had already passed. That whole kind of trend had already passed. And I think I viewed this movie going in. This sounds bad. But I, I, I looked at the movie with a little bit more disdain than anything else. I mean, because for me the marketing of this movie makes it look very much for kids and let's face it who who else would the movie movie be targeted towards this is very much a like a kid friendly movie and at 15 like that kind of marketing just does not work for you you know what i'm saying you're oh, you're God, like no, you think yeah. little kids are all shitheads and you know you probably think teenagers are shitheads at that age i still do but yeah, for You're me at the, the time, Lord like horror movies at that point. You're like, if this doesn't True. have boobs, I don't need this. Yes, exactly. So- if this doesn't have Art the Clown, no thanks. <laughs> oh God, fifteen year old Edge Lord Sean scares me. <laughs> no, that would that, that's not, that wasn't me. That's just a fifteen year old Edge Lord. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, I don't. I didn't really look at much of the marketing on this. I only saw the posters, which I kind of feel like the posters feel or the like art box art whatever for this. It feels very like blockbuster video 
that's how it looks to me. And that's actually a selling point. Like, I, I enjoy that. Well, I'm just saying when I was 15, I remember when this came out and I was like, no, I don't want to have anything to do with this. It's It was probably like four years too late for me. I remember when this came out and I want to say this is around the time like Power Rangers was kind of getting going too. And I was like, not really into that either. I, I wasn't 15. I was obviously I'm younger than you. No. Clearly old man. Rub it in. <laughs> Fuck off. You get, get off my lawn. Shit on all over the place tonight. <laughs> I, I wasn't quite at 15, like edgelord status yet, but I was at the point where I was like thinking I didn't need kids movies for sure. I do remember seeing this as a, adolescent probably at some point but i it didn't really stick with me like i don't have the nostalgia attachment to it that said i can see where it comes from i can see why people do have that because there's a lot of this and i i thought i read somewhere or heard somewhere that it was actually advertised as home alone with ninjas and it kind of plays that way in a lot of sense like it's got stupid ass criminals that get the shit beat out of them by kids which isn't all that different from home alone yeah if you were our kid in the 90s and you haven't graduated into, I don't know, Jim Carrey movies, dick and fart jokes, and like whatever horror movies were out at the time, you know, whatever it is that you your next step was in your film journey, I could see how this would be kind of a bridging movie. It's it's not it's not like super kid movie in the and by that I mean like it's not so young that like you're gonna give this to a four year old or something like that. But if you're probably an eight to 12 year old and you have you know parents that don't want you to watch anything that's it's cartoony in a lot of ways and that kind of makes it okay for kids that are younger and not quite ready for mature content i guess i did not watching this movie i did not expect it to be as much of as you said like the home alone and that's i i took you know take notes and stuff and that's exactly what i wrote this is like an action movie and a karate kind of you know a kid's action movie for lack of a better term, mixed with Home Alone. There's this huge segment in the middle of the movie where these stoner, I don't know, surfer kind of guys come and try to kidnap the three brothers. And by the way, those three are the best part of this <laughs> fucking movie. Yeah, it, it it adds to a lot, especially when they kick the fucking door open and it just bounces off the dresser or whatever and slams them right in the face. Fucking chef's kiss. Yeah, a lot of slapstick Home Alone kind of stuff i mean that the whole kind of breaking in the house but there's this whole section it's a good probably 20 minutes in the middle of the movie that are these mm -hmm. three guys that are trying to kidnap the kids and they lock them in a room they they the one kid changes his outfit so it's all white and i like that his grandfather gives him this mask that was passed down to him so it's got to be like 50 years old or whatever and the kid just takes it and spray paints it white and he flips his costume inside out now he's he's white in this white room that his mom's trying to renovate or whatever, and he kicks these guys' asses in this room. It's like, oh, that's great. You desecrated this ancient, well, quote-unquote, <laughs> ancient artifact, family heirloom, so you could beat these dudes up. But it, it definitely has that Home Alone feel right in the middle of the movie. So, I mean, Home Alone was, what, like 1990 or something like that? So it definitely... It was 91. So it's right in that this era. It's before this. Yes, for sure. I think it was like 89, 90, 91, one of those in that range. If only I had this internet, I know, this internet machine, it but it has that total feel. You can tell they're totally aping that whole Tom Alone thing, which is fine. 1990. It works. Okay. So, and it works out. You don't see very many action movies, martial arts movies that are geared towards kids. And this one totally is. And that's what kind of makes it a little, like you said, a little bit refreshing because it's not just this kiddie thing. I think it's hilarious that 
all the ninja movies that we've talked about so far, the three that we've talked about so far, all have a lot of killing. Like a lot of people die. Oh, yeah. This movie, the ninjas get kicked, they get knocked out or whatever it is that happens to them. There is, I can count one, maybe two times where someone gets hit with a real weapon, quote unquote, and it happens to be the grandfather throws a knife and it hits, sticks somebody in the chest. And to cover up that it's probably a fatal blow, they just play like a Looney Tunes sound effect or something over it. Right. Like, <laughs> minimizes it. Like, yeah, that guy's probably dead, but whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of that. And that's, again, this is all something that kind of works in the, you can't look at this movie and expect Ninja 3, for better or worse. This doesn't, ha- like, again, we just talked about that last week. So if you haven't heard that episode yet, or if you're like, what the fuck is Ninja 3? I want three ninjas. Fair. But go back last week if you haven't heard that, and, you know, you you can compare notes if you have to. But, I mean, everything in this, like, this movie is, it, it is true to the ninja formula. I think I've said this on every movie. Like, this movie is a vessel for, like, karate scene to karate scene. Each movie, or each segment of the movie is just, how do we get to another ninja scene? With the occasional, like, basketball um, two-on-two game that is horribly shot in the middle of it. And... White men can't jump for kids. Yeah, except they also don't show the kids ever shoot the basketball. They just show them like walking around and like doing crowd work or something. Showing their the feet as they're dribbling the between their legs, but it's, they don't ever right. show the kid. They, they they show the kids shoot some shots. All of a sudden, the kid's got like a size 14 shoe and they're like, man, he's really good at basketball. <laughs> man, how that kid jump so high? I think they do slam dunk at one point. Too, they do. Because, there is know, a slam dunk. Of course, you have to. You have so, to. There's yeah. no three point line. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Okay. Basically, the we didn't we get into what the premise of this movie is. So, what this movie is about, aside from what we've already said, you know, there's the, basically these three kids that they are they have terrible parents that just kick them to the curb and say, <laughs> "Go summer. hang out with Grandpa for a while all summer. Don't come back. I'm busy doing cop stuff and other renovating mom stuff." Yeah, Grandpa. By the way, Maury, which I I didn't see the name. I just saw Maury, and I'm like, that guy doesn't look like a Maury. Is is Victor Wong? So he was in Tremors. We talked about Tremors. He was in he's he was in Golden Child. He's in a been in a bunch of stuff. He's almost like his character actor. Yeah, he's like the Asian character actor that you see in a lot of stuff. There's like three of them. That's basically every Asian guy in any movie that calls for an Asian guy. Victor Wong's probably one of those three guys. <laughs> it's kind of a sad way to put it, but yeah. Oh, but you're you're not wrong. Hey, back in the old days, they didn't like look at uh. Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Joel Gray, I think, plays the Asian guy. He's like, that's not an Asian guy. Well, they have that um, Bond movie where they dress him, uh, uh, Sean Connery up as an Asian guy for like half the movie. And that's the most believable Asian man on the planet. He on fools, the planet is he Sean fools everybody. <laughs> yeah. With his Scottish accent. Right. So anyway, I digress. So these are- I'll have the Szechuan, please. That's my Sean Connery <laughs> impersonation. <laughs> We need to do a shot-for-shot remake of Thunderball where you just dub everything as Sean Connery. Please no. (laughs) (laughs) For my my sake, please no. Okay, so anyway, these three kids, they get thrown to the curb, and Grandpa goes and picks them up, and Grandpa decides that they need to learn how to beat the shit out of people, essentially. So they spend all summer screaming hi eating shitty food, and, you know, fighting with Grandpa, which actually doesn't sound terrible. Like, if I was a kid, I'd probably be all about that, you know? No, no issue there. Eventually, some random ninjas just show up as as you do and decide to pick a fight with these kids. And Looney Tunes 
start and they, you know, kick him in the dick and they do all their general thing. And that's where we get introduced the big bad, which is basically some dude in a ponytail. Very typical early 90s bad guy. Slick back hair, ponytail, suit. You know, he's a bad guy. Schneider. Is that what his name? I don't yes, even remember Snyder. his name. What's so. the guy's name in Cobra Kai with the ponytail? Terry. Oh, um, regardless, he's very reminiscent that, of so. that character. But that yeah. guy, Rand Kingsley, plays Snyder. I looked at his IMDb earlier. He's been in two movies. Uh, Three Ninjas was his first one in 1992. And The Gardener in 1998, he plays male patron. This is his biggest role. And he's not that bad. Male I mean, he's, patron. <laughs> It's a hell of a character right there. Yeah, he's he's actually pretty decent as a bad guy. I mean, he's fine. He works in this yeah. movie just fine. So like, He fits right in. So anyway, kids go back to mom and dad. Mom and dad don't give a shit that the kids are there. They yep. immediately leave and stick them with some, like, sort of Mrs. Doubtfire slash... You know what she kind of looks like? Have you seen Microwave Massacre? No. Okay. So, radio for one now. She looks <laughs> like the head in Microwave Massacre once it gets cut off and gets microwave. That's kind of what this lady looks like. Anyway, it's an older lady with glasses and curlers in her hair, just for reference. Right. Mom and dad are out going to bone in a hotel room because they haven't been alone in four hours or right. something like that. Since the kids came home. Right. Wherever the fuck they're going. And as you mentioned, these somewhere between like Polly Shore and Wayne's World type stoner dudes. Yeah. With they're a little like bit of Hesher. Spicoli to 11. Yeah. Ah, dude, check out these kids, bro. What's oh, okay, I don't think so they say, you're, bro. They say you're dude. hitting one of my points. I, they say, dude. Yes. So the two things I wish I had in this movie, and, and again, if someone has this, please send it to me. I do. Send it to us. I do. Oh, you do have? I do. You know what I'm going to say? I do. Okay. I really wanted a word count for every time that the word dude and every time that the word hi-ya was said in this movie, because these guys, these stoner, whatever they are dudes, I think one of them, like the one blonde guy, I think his entire vocabulary is dude and awesome. I think that's all he says in the whole fucking movie. Dude, Awesome. And it's kind of one of those things like these three guys, they're so fucking stupid. That's all they say that it's funny. Then it gets annoying. And then you it becomes <laughs> funny again because it's still going on. The like it's one of those of ongoing jokes. awesomeness. <laughs> these three like absolute fucking morons get tasked with kidnapping the three kids because apparently the like crime lord, the crime lord's assistant is their uncle or the main guy's uncle. Is this before or after they try to buy the nuclear Nerf gun? The, when he's the at like warhead? Uh, yeah, it looks oh, like that's a after Nerf for warhead. sure. Yeah, because the dad is a FBI undercover FBI agent. He drives the limo to the place to meet Snyder, who somehow doesn't recognize him. And the guy is dressed up like a sheik or whatever. This white guy is dressed up as a sheik, and he's trying to buy these. Nu- I don't know if they're nuclear or whatever, but they're definitely warheads, and he's trying to buy them. And there's this big chase ensues, and that's when you find out the dad has had this hard-on for arresting Snyder for the last however long. Do you remember that Nerf football that used to have the tail at the end of yes. it? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what this warhead looks like. It looks, it, But it's made of metal. I mean, it's, it's yeah, not a Nerf maybe. football. <laughs> so that begs the question, do you have a guess as to the count of dudes? I'll, we'll do dudes first because that's, I'll give you a hint, it's the lower of the two. Oh, I know, because they don't go through the whole movie. I'm going to say 86. Oh, you're very close. I won't tell you quite yet, but what do you think the Haya count is? 407. No, you're way over. You're almost double. So there are 203 Hayas in this movie. and there You are, feel every fucking one of them. You too. do. After a while, you're like, oh my God. And I feel like, I don't know, it's like ebbing through me. 
like nothing after a while you want nothing more than like yokozuna to show up and just punch these kids in the face just splash them all stop saying hi hi lay them all out and splash them right and uh, dudes there are 79 dudes in the movie okay i went over on both you were close on dudes though i gotta give you credit all right and again you feel every one of them the difference is these goober stoner guys are so dumb that like i said it it literally it stops being funny and comes back being funny again like (laughs) yes that's how bad these people these this is but good bad it's just that right kind of it's like blue cheese it's like you know it's bad but it's also really good you know it's just mold but it tastes so good with in combination of other things you're not gonna eat it by itself well not as a dressing but blue cheese by itself crumble form you can anyway Uh, i digress for some reason, these guys, these three idiot stoner guys, I don't, re- I, I skipped a major part here. The bad guy decides he needs to kidnap the three kids because apparently he's not going to be able to like do whatever his bullshit is. I, I only remember what the point of the warhead is other than him trying to buy it and it not working. He's trying to sell it and he gets busted. So the whole thing is like to get back at the, the dad and the grandfather because they're in cahoots. I mean, obviously they're related, but by marriage, they want to kidnap the kids for so they have a bargaining chip to get whatever it is they want to get like you mentioned you get this 20 minute like interlude of home alone style shenanigans with these three morons complete with like diarrhea jokes the most like insane amount of x-lax that i've ever seen people like try to chug i I think you might actually die from that if you try to drink that much can i Um, can i interject here as an old motherfucker who recently had a colonoscopy it doesn't work like that. You don't drink it and like I know it doesn't. five minutes later you're shitting your guts out because that would be great. <laughs> that's like a that's like a 20 hour. Th- that's exaggeration. That's like a 12 hour thing. You're shitting for like 12 hours with all that stuff. So this is like a turnaround time of about maybe max five minutes movie time where they drink this. The kids pour this big milk of magnesium, ma- whatever it is. It's like XLX times 12 yeah, times 100 something. and they pour it right. in this Coke. And the guys are, I don't know, they're getting beat up or whatever, and they're thirsty, so they got a drink, and they're passing the drink back and forth, and guzzle this, I don't know, 40 ounce They're spilling ounce as much coke. of it as they yes. drink. And that just makes them have to shit. So that's what takes them away from the kids, and they get a little break, and they're just having to beat up one guy. There's so much, like, choking. People on the verge of death. Guillotine. <laughs> Almost guillotining these people. It's like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on in this movie? This is for kids. <laughs> but like you said like you add some silly sound effects there's it's you're right like from a logical adult brain you're like this is criminal like these people (laughs) (laughs) like that's how you would look at that but the way that it's played it's very much so like cartoon violence it is not it is not like watching you know ninja 3 where they would have you know Busting been on the toilet, chain their brains out and then like pull their intestines out or something yeah it's not that kind of movie for better or worse. So eventually, you know, the three morons are moderately disposed of, but then kind of looks like odd job. The big like Oh, it's Professor Tenora yeah. Tanaka. Do you know where the last time we saw him was? Uh not off the top of my head. Was he in Cobra? He was no, no, no. Toru Tanaka was in the perfect weapon. That's the last time we saw him. Okay. He looked like shit in that movie. He could barely walk. He can barely walk in this movie. And there's a scene where he gets like kind of beat up by the kids and he falls onto a wrestling mat style thing, like a workout mat. I'm all, I'm surprised they didn't have a stunt double. That's how bad he like what how bad of shape he looks. He looks like a stunt double had to take the fall for him, just falling straight back on his back. He does kind of walk like he has a stick straight up his ass to kind of move him around. 
like he has a, a whole leg brace or something on. That's He's just shifting around. That's how he's moving. They never show his legs when he walks. It's just like stomach up. I think the most movement they show is when, you know, we're jumping ahead. But when they get to the like the final boss fight or whatever, like he's like the sub boss, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's when he falls. But right before that, he basically does the like hand thing where he's like, come on, little shits. And they all take turns and, you know, use their brother as a battering ram, which would surely create some kind of spinal damage. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> again, speaking from experience. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know you used your head as a battering ram. Well, but... no, I use my back as a fucking Were you mat. reenacting that scene from Di- Biodome where he was trying to be a Sherman tank? No, we were reenacting WrestleMania. We're pulling all the pop culture references in this yeah. episode. This is a smorgasbord. Yeah. Well, that's what kids' movies do. Eventually, these kids end up on, they're on like a boat or something, right? Yeah, they get kidnapped and put on a boat. And Grandpa, yeah, again, Victor Wong is the grandpa. He he shows up in this outfit that looks like, I don't know, it's made out of somebody's bed sheets or something. Like, they got the thousand thread count. They're like black, but kind of bluish, and they're reflective, and it kind of hangs yeah. over his face like a... A raincoat or something? It just, it's very ill-fitting. He looks like you went to Spirit Halloween and got the ninja costume, basically. I think they make it very intentionally baggy, because there's a lot of scenes where I'm like, I don't think that's still Grandpa. Oh, man, the stunt double for Victor Wong is working overtime. They probably have two or three. Oh, for sure. Because this motherfucker is, he's doing flips. He's, like, doing all this stuff. And it looks great. Like, the person looks, they have, like, the the shitty sideburns that look like his sideburns, the... There's a scene where they're fighting early in the movie with these random ninja guys who aren't really ninjas. They're just white guys in ninja costumes. The purple stripe, purple legging stripe ninja is what I call them. And they got the bald spot. It looks accurate to Victor Wong's bald spot. I mean, it's great. It's the, the whatever they put on the person who was the stunt guys, because it was probably multiple dudes. Like at some point they're wearing just a pillow, like they're doing the Santa Claus pillow and the costume thing to make them look heavy like Victor Wong is. It's really good. I mean, it's really well done, all things considered, because they show this person. They have to represent a person who is obviously not able to do all these things, but doing flips and doing all these different things and doing kicks and punches and swinging swords and all this other shit. And it looks very convincing if you're not like peeping it to make sure. Oh, is that Vic? No, that's not Vic. No, 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 that's him. Oh, no, 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 stunt guy. I mean, it's like really convincing. In fairness, the stunt guys throughout the movie, not just for grandpa, but for everyone they earn their paycheck on this oh yeah for sure i wanted i wanted to say there's a lot of scenes where the kids are fighting adults and yeah that's a delicate thing i mean i don't know 1992 if it was so delicate but it's now it is there's a lot of scenes where it's like the kid the there are adults punching at kids and they're not hitting them and i'm even surprised the little kid if he didn't tum tum if he didn't hit some of the actual adults but it's a really stark contrast to when the kids fight other kids, which happens near the end of the movie, which I'm not going to spoil for this movie, but they fight other kids and they really, the action is really kind of slowed down. Like the moves and stuff that they do is very telegraphed. It's very like Hollywood fighting kind of stuff. But with the adults, it's, it's fast and furious. It's very kind of off the rails. Crazy. That's where I was going. The, aside from the stunt doubles that are in this, that do a great job. The choreography in this movie up until that last fight that you're talking about, I don't want to say it's the same as like some of the other stuff we watched because it's it's not. It's a kids' movie still, but it's well executed. You really don't have if you're gonna come to this movie and try to bitch about it looking like a karate movie or whatever. 
you really don't have a leg to stand on. This movie does execute that about as well you as you could expect for what I'm sure is a PG movie, if not PG-13, but... I think it's definitely PG in the PG yeah, realm. It's PG. And working with actors that are at the high end, max 13. Right. At the low end, like maybe seven. Oh, yeah. You know, and they do a really great job. And I can't believe I'm saying that. You know, the 15-year-old Yeah, I actually me. found myself surprised by that, too. Like, watching this, I was like, you know, I kind of want someone to punch this kid in the face, but at the same time, they're doing a really good job of making this look the way that I would expect this to look if, it, if this was going to be Ninja 3 as opposed to 3 Ninjas or <laughs> whatever. Of course, after we get the sub-boss, then Snyder or whatever comes out in his pajamas and decides to have the final boss fight. Grandpa shows back up and straight up murders a dude, as we mentioned. <laughs> and this is so a kid's movie. Like, you can kind of... It's not like the bad guy's gonna win. I feel like that's not even a spoiler for this type of movie. But for what the movie is, it's it's a satisfying like final kind of like showdown between good and bad. There's no real problem there. I don't. It's not really our thing to go down and break the storyline to the point where you can't enjoy this movie still. But I don't know. Is there any big points that I'm missing that we feel like we need to kind of cover? No. I mean, I was gonna say that I felt like at the end. The way that the fight kind of goes, you're almost because I know there are sequels to this movie. I think that's yeah. probably well, I think there's three or four at least. Yeah, like I know Hulk Hogan's in one of them. Why didn't we watch that one? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Like we got to watch that one, but that gets the lowest rating, so that might be the best one to watch. But the way I'm thinking of it, like, oh my as god, I'm, have you seen the poster? Yes, for this I have. Thing? I remember the movie coming out. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking of it like because I know there are sequels, maybe something does happen to the grandpa, you know, like maybe he does get taken out. Maybe he is a casualty of this movie and the kids have to do something to relieve the pressure or do something to make sure this guy's caught. I wasn't really sure because the way like hmm. the, the movie, I think it's like an hour, hour 34 or something, hour 35, something like that. And when the, all the grandpa fight and everything kind of re resolves itself by the time there's five or 10 minutes left in the movie before they go to credits. And I was thinking to myself, admittedly, I did look at the time and I was like, what, what are they going to do to finish this out? And obviously it, there's like a bit of a, I the don't know. The bullies come back. And yeah, the bullies come back. Essentially. But I didn't realize that was going to happen. I'm like, oh, maybe something happens to grandpa and he gets taken care of and the kids Dude, have to do what something. what a plot twist if the bullies murdered their grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> that would Twist. Been, either one. Would have been good. And that one of the bullies. Three ninjas kick back the revenge. One of the bullies ends up being the bad guy in the next movie. That would have been quite a thing. He's just a toy for Hulk Hogan. I think that's part th part three or four. I don't remember. It is three ninjas high noon at, at Mega Mountain. Mega Mountain. I knew it's something had to do with a mountain. They don't really sure. name these like, I guess... If they added another number, that might be confusing for some reason. There's three ninjas kickback, three ninjas knuckle, knuckle up, up, and three ninjas high noon at Mega Mountain, which is the Hulk Hogan one. Three ninjas two, like three ninja three, three ninjas four. What? Right. And then there's also little ninjas, which I don't think it's the same thing. So any major points that we want to hit on before we start kind of breaking down thoughts on this one? I, I love the stunt double that fills in for Victor Wong. Like, I love how there are different ones. I love how there's a scene where he's in his ninja garb and he's doing the thing and, and it's very clearly not him. I think it's like a weapon kata or something that he's doing. I just, I love stuff like that. I love when you can see, when you can see someone that's a stunt performer that's not the, oh, for sure, not the actual actor or not even close. There's not even, there's no doubt in your mind that this is not the person it's supposed to be. 
there's a lot of that in this movie. So especially Victor Wong. So if you're a big if you're like me and I don't know, nuts and you love to see stunt performers performing as somebody who isn't actually doesn't look anything like the person they're supposed to represent, you'll you'll have a field day with this movie. Do you want to start us off with uh, hot dogs? Yeah, I can do that. I, I also wanted to mention this movie was I think it was like the highest earning movie not highest like not highest box office but like out of the way titanic you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> no i mean like from how much it cost uh, yeah. to how much they earned this oh, movie okay the estimated budget Profit was two margin or whatever yeah 2.5 million estimated budget it made 29 million dollars worldwide that's like blair witch shit well blair witches i think it made like 100 times what it was budgeted for but i wanted to kind of get that out of the way so Getting into hot dogs for me, like I mentioned earlier, when this movie came out, I think it would be fair to say that I despised this movie. <laughs> I think that's pretty fair as a 15 year old. But, John, you know what's really great about me because I love to toot my own horn? I'm able to admit when I'm wrong. It's not the deepest story, but it's a lot better put together than a movie we talked about in earlier in Ninja Movie March, American Ninja. I think this has a better storyline than that. It's, it's certainly uh, a more followable storyline. It had all the ninjas you could ever ask for, even if they're not real ninjas. I mean, ninjas with assault rifles, that that doesn't equal ninja in my book. And I could really see 10-year-old me loving the shit out of this movie. It's got a lot of action. It's pretty kid-friendly. Like, there's nothing really offensive that happens in the movie. It's not how I would have chosen Ninja Movie November to end it, but it's a fun movie nonetheless. For me, I got to give three ninjas 6.5 penis haircuts out of 11 hot dogs. I'm a big fan of the penis head haircut. I don't know how I'm going to top that. So <laughs> for me, this movie, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much kind of lock stop step with you on this one. Like this movie is a movie that I don't really have nostalgia for, but I can absolutely see and get where the nostalgia comes from. I understand why so many people have brought this up as one that they love for, you know, whatever reason. And I got to actually thank Scott for recommending this, even though I'm dreading the next movie that he has already uh, asked us to review officially. Reading between the lines, uh, if you don't know, they just announced today that A24, our favorite film company, is making a biopic on Elon Musk. And it's been requested (laughs) that we review it. So I don't think we'll be as nice. I don't think we'll be nearly as nice to that as we are with this one. But we um, talk about the movie, John. We don't talk about the subject. We talk about the movie. Fuck that. Anyway, no, this movie is fun. This movie is kind of, it's Looney Tooney, it's slapsticky, it's well executed. The characters are all, for the most part, likable, if not a little annoying because of some of the dialogue choices. I really found myself enjoying the, like, Pauly Shore ripoff guys by the end of, the, like, of their time on screen, and I was disappointed that w- they so abruptly disappear from the movie. But for what this movie is, it kind of checks all the boxes on what a movie like this needs to be. It's the kind of movie that if I had a 10 year old that wanted to watch a movie on repeat, you could do a hell of a lot worse than having to sit through this 400 times because that's the only thing that they want to watch. Yeah. I'd give this about five and a half Pepto-Bismol Coca-Colas out of 10 high hot dogs. It's fun. It's a good one. And yeah, again, it subverted my expectations. I expected it to be thoroughly miserable for an hour and a half watching this and i can't say that i was i thought this would be abysmal i'm like i was not looking forward (laughs) to watching this at all i was like this is going to be awful why why did we say we would watch this but it turned out being actually pretty good i mean you know you yeah if you look at it through the lens of a younger person 
I'm going to say a 10 year old, 12 year old, maybe. Like you said, check as an boxes. adult, though. If you don't go into this expecting Ninja 3, basically. <laughs> High watermark of I like Ninja Movie November. I'm sorry. I, I had a lot of fun with that movie. That movie's it's great. great. It's <laughs> so, amazing in its own way. But if you're not expecting that kind like if you go into it just expecting something like that, you're going to be disappointed because it's not that. And you, there's absolutely no fucking reason that you should look at this movie and think that's what you're going to get. Uh, but if you go into this movie just kind of knowing what it is, it excels at being this kind of movie. It excels at being a kid's movie that's fun for kids. And and like I said, to start this conversation, you don't see movies like this anymore where they just let kids have a fun movie where it's just kind of, whether it's dumb shit or silly shit or whatever, where it's just letting kids have something fun that's made for kids. You don't get that anymore. Like, it's got to be like a kid's movie, but it's got to have a ton of adult jokes packed in there that are disguised as jokes for kids that they don't get. Or it's got to have social undertones that kids don't even fucking understand but parents do and then they like write on message boards about it dumb shit like that (laughs) oil spills are killing the penguins like right kids don't give a shit about that yeah it's i I don't have kids but if i did like having watched this now like if they were in that the right age group i would totally be like you should watch this because it's a kid's movie like i get it having kids that age i feel like I feel kind of sad because it's almost like they're too old to watch a movie like this. I don't know if they would have been into it. Yeah. Like they're just not into action y kind of movies, which I failed as a father. But, <laughs> you know, this would be a movie, a perfect movie. I think they're just maybe a year or two out of the range of watching something like this because mm. it, it's, it's just fun. Like, you know, we have the, the, we didn't talk about it, but the tin can telephone that goes between the houses. I don't know how that works. They have that. Good luck explaining that to your fucking kids now. <laughs> I want to live in this kid's room, these kids' room. Like, they got the trampoline that's like your feet can barely fit on in their room. They got Mario 3. <laughs> they do. Very true. They got all this shit. They got the red light. Easily the best Mario game. Nobody in the in the, in the the household knows that this red light comes on when mom's coming up the stairs. I mean, they got all. Yeah. They got it all. Why would they move away? They probably wouldn't. Except for when they kick them out to go live with grandpa for three months at a time. Mom and dad got to get to fucking get out of this house. Got to make a fourth. a fourth ninja. <laughs> exactly. Can't fight Hulk Hogan with just three of you. He's the fucking champion. He fought Zeus, for God's sake. That's so, right. <laughs> all right. So our question of the week, since we're done talking about this movie for the moment, I'm sure we'll come back up. How did I word this? Um, question of the week was pretty simple. What was your favorite kids movie that you still enjoy as an adult? We got responses on all i put this on instagram i put this on threads and i put this on twitter and we got responses on all of them we'll start on threads because that's what i have pulled up in front of me right now this one the same movie was mentioned by both bearded amoeba at bearded amoeba and at louisa.77 both of them said goonies i had a feeling this was going to be a movie that came up for sure because it's it's a classic movie it's you know it's spielberg what's not to like about it right love bearded amoeba that's a great name it is a great name, and he's got his avatar. He's got like a, one of those full ski masks on, and it's in black and white. But I hope there's gold teeth behind it because why wouldn't there be? On Instagram, where'd that go? On Instagram, we got a response from Horror Movie Maniacs, and they said, "Does Stand By Me count?" I'm gonna say yes because it's your choice, not my choice. And they said, if not, then they would go with the Goonies. But I. God, it's been so long since I watched Stand By Beam, but that me, but that's kind of a horror movie geared towards kids, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. It's got that kind of 
It's like a coming of age story, but with a little bit of a horror element. I know that when they show the body, I think they show the body, don't they, in that movie? That I believe so. I had to look away. It's like the sewer or something like that. Yeah. It's like on, uh, next to railroad tracks or something. That's a great it's got movie. apartment in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the whole apartment? Yes. All the sing cockroaches and everything. Jerry. Yeah. All right. So we're going to head over to X slash Twitter slash whatever the fuck this thing is now with A24's new subject matter. And we will start with Sean Benoit, who is Sean Benoit9. He said, problem child. God, I haven't seen that since I was a fucking problem child. Problem child's great. I got slagged on pretty hard, but there'd be two of those in there. Yeah. They introduced a little uh, sister, but it was from a marriage or something. Jeremy Visser, who is J to the Vissy 87, said the Ernest films, which I really like the Halloween one and Ernest goes to jail. So I can't really argue that the 90s Adams family movies, Good Burger, Homeward Bound and Problem Child and Dr. Doolittle. I saw about half of those. So I watched the Ernest movies, Adams family. I don't remember the other ones. Well, we just talked about Problem Child. You? I think Adam's Family I watched, and I, I obviously know of all the other ones, but haven't watched them. TV, or Ty the Retro Video Guy at Tyler Saban said, this is the only movie I watched back in theaters. I love this movie. I don't know what he's referring to, so he might be referring Three to ninjas. movie Three Ninjas, because there was an image of that. Surprisingly, Scott over at the You Run podcast said, well done, is just referring to this. <laughs> Our friends over at Dissect That Film said, any Pixar film, Home Alone 1 and 2, The Land Before Time, and The Nightmare Before Christmas. Home Alone 1, for me, is absolutely in that ballpark. Like, that's honestly one of the better Christmas movies. Like, if you want one that's not involving actual murder, like, just implied murder, I guess. <laughs> near, near-death experiences. I, I absolutely agree with that. I think, for me, Pixar came out, started really coming out more when I wasn't a kid. So, or wasn't a young kid. So I can't really like claim it as like a childhood thing. Land Before Time, for whatever reason, scared the shit out of me as a kid. So really? I don't have the same nostalgia. Yeah, I don't really know. Littlefoot? No, it wasn't him. It was the Tyrannosaurus that freaked me out for some reason. And we've gone over my opinions on Tim Burton's and, and the likes, even though he didn't direct that. But all great choices. Weird Walter at Wall Russ, W A L L Russ 90s said the Goonies, because they never say die. And then Pearl Hissy Face X, she said, Three Ninjas is nice. It's a good one. Mine would be the awe-inspiring Macaulay Culkin movie starring Joe Pesci and not Joe Pesci, David Stern. Home Alone, Nothing Beats, Booby Traps, and Physically Hurting the Bad Guys. Can't really complain about that. Yeah, this, this and Three Ninjas adopts a lot of that slapstick kind of humor. I mean, there's like an all, almost a direct scene-for-scene kind of thing with the jelly beans and the ball bearings or whatever oh, it yeah. is that they yeah. do in Home Alone. So it's, yeah, it's... That's great. Sean, what's your pick for this? What is your uh, movie that you from your childhood that you still enjoy as an adult? That's so tough. There's a lot, a lot of great suggestions, and it's great to hear a lot of different names that we haven't heard before on these kind of question of the week things. Goonies, for sure. I try to show my kids Goonies. They couldn't care less. I try <laughs> Home Alone's one that stuck. I think that's like kind of transcendent. I feel like. Yeah. People sure. at any age. The my holiday dad, theme helps. Yeah. My dad's like 85 and he laughs his ass off at mm-hmm. Home Alone. I really like Labyrinth. I haven't seen it in a while and I need to see it again. But Labyrinth is a really cool movie. David Bowie does a great job. And Jennifer Connelly, you know, that kind of captures that that kind of age range. And she has that kind of sense of wonder that that age range would have. So I, I it's tough. That's a tough question. 
we came up with a good one this week. I, I think I got to go with the audience, though. I think I got to go with Goonies. That still holds up really well. But I feel like kids of a younger, younger age, it, it loses their attention because there's a lot of story going on and there's a lot of stuff that happens before they actually get to the point of it. But I know we tried to watch it and they were like, one of them, my old, I think it was my older kid. She'll watch anything. And she was very much open to watching it. And I think they had to, everybody else was leaving and she was like, oh, okay, maybe later, dad. And that just never happened. Actually, all the ones that are suggesting here are great, great options. I do love Goonies too, like pretty much anyone in our age group. The ones that I would, we met, we did a whole episode on Monster Squad. I'm kind of surprised that didn't come up at all, which is another great, very kid focused movie. The one that I would say is probably my my favorite, though, would be Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, that's great. I love that movie. It's another, again, Spielberg doing his best. The animation in that movie, like the way that, again, seeing the behind the scenes stuff with it is, it, it's great, too, because that was so groundbreaking at the time. And now it's, you know, everything. It, it's just mocap all the time. But that movie is so funny. It's so like raunchy. It's weird seeing those IPs kind of cross together at that time because you never saw Warner Brothers and Disney stuff like coexist at that point. You probably do now because Disney just owns everything. (laughs) That movie, I mean, it's got a little bit of everything. It's funny. It's got great actors in it. Bob Haskins and um, Christopher Lloyd are both on their A game in it. I, I love that movie. I, I haven't watched it in a while, but it's one of those like when it when it was on, you just put the remote down and just stay on that because it's that great of a movie. That's a great answer. That'd be my pick. So yeah, I think that's all we got for the week. Do you got anything else we want to touch on before we start wrapping on this one? No. I think we've drained it. We've drained the slide. Drained the slide. Right yeah. into the swamp. So we are going to return to the swamp, then we will be back next week. It is no longer Ninja November. We're going to roll right into Murder Christmas or whatever the fuck we're doing. Murder Merry Christmas. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> In the meantime, we're going to ask that you follow us at Dewey Pod Monster on all the social networks. That's where you can keep up on whatever shows we got coming up, whatever episodes are dropping. Of course, if we're doing any other movie nights locally where we're going to be popping out and you can come hang out with us. Best place to find us is at Dewey Podmonster on pretty much every fucking social platform out there. As mentioned, we want you to follow us on our YouTube channel as well. I think by the time this comes out, we'll have some more content up on there, but we're going to try to do more stuff with that also. Who knows? Maybe we'll do an end of the year recap and do a live stream and get some people involved with us. I don't know. Something. But that's what we want you to do. And check out our site is at crap.town. We'd like for you to, if you want to go back and listen to our Monster Squad episode or listen to our Ninja 3 episode, if you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? That's where you can do it. Sean, what do you got going on? Yeah, I was just going to say, if you want your answer to the question of the week read here, like I said earlier, it was really cool to hear a lot of kind of newcomers to the question of the week answers. You can find us on all the social media, like John said, at Dewey Pod Monster. If you want to follow any of my craft beer adventures in the state of Michigan, you can find me at youtube.drafttherapy.com, or you can follow me on all the social media networks at Draft Therapy. Don't post too much, but try to do what I can. That's all we can do in this life. That and ninja shit. So, hiya, Dude. <laughs> dude. I was awesome, really hoping dude. the dude count would be 69, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was 79. great. That would have been real fun. It's just a 69 plus 10, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yes. And like I said, we're back into the swamp. We'll see you guys later. Cheers. Dude. Awesome.
All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Excellent. So we're off to a good start. So